Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, we're here for the opportunity to talk about a subject that impacts our lives now and in the future. And today is no different. We want to be able to discuss the things that will give us insight into how we want to live our lives and what it is that we need to focus on so that we can get our society thinking about the kind of things that are going on that have a detrimental effect on us on a personal basis. How are you doing this evening, Cheryl? I'm doing great, and yourself? I'm doing fine. Cheryl, let me just ask you, how important do you feel like your dreams are and that how important is it for you to every day to wake up and and live your life in a way that your dreams are your focus? Very important. Um because your dreams 
my dreams I have made into a vision and working toward that vision. And that's when your dreams become your reality. They no longer become, a, you know, it's just nothing. No longer is it a dream, but it becomes a reality, especially when you make it into a vision. And it's like, um, you know, when they say a dream come true. So it does, it becomes important. And knowing that every day that you're living that life of something that at one time you could only dream of, but then you made it a vision and you did the work to get you to where you really want to be, and it becomes no longer a dream, but it also becomes a reality. It's very important. And when you finish one dream, there's other dreams that you have. And it's necessary to put yourself in a position where you are working every day to obtain those desires of your heart, that you're actually taking the steps necessary to be successful. And we need to share that diligence with those around us so people understand and recognize that your dreams and your desires are something you should take steps toward each and every day. Absolutely. You know, as I sit here every day and I wonder about the things that I want to be a part of my life, I recognize that I have to be willing and able to take the steps necessary to fine-tune my willingness to have that that I wish and want to have. You and right, I can't and you know anybody to give it to me. Right, you're right, and you know, putting the work forward, and it doesn't mean that the work is not going to be hard. But the reward is even better. And you don't mind putting the work in when you know what the reward is or what the goal is. What are you working towards? And sometimes it gets difficult. Sometimes, you know, we can get sidetracked, meaning that certain things, obstacles can get in our way. And it can be um, we could procrastinate for a minute. We can get laid back for a minute. We can be not as um, diligent, you know, for a second. But everything worth having is worth working toward it. You know, in life, things just don't come easy all the time and most of the time. So, yeah, we have to do the work. We have to put in the time. We have to, you know, get our mind focused on what it is, and that's a daily thing. And, you know, it is that when you use that word procrastinate, that is a very true word for me. One of my biggest problems is procrastination, putting off for tomorrow 
what I need to do today. And uh, we have to be willing and understanding that putting things off is not going to get you any closer to your desired goal. Not at all. Not at all. And then you think about, you know, make it where suppose tomorrow never comes and you don't get done what you need to get done today. So you have to plant something in your mind that gets you to the point where you don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Because tomorrow, let's get something else done. And that's what gets us further and further behind of reaching our goal. Because we don't know what step is going to be the step to make your dreams materialize. Uh, And when you put off the step, you're putting off your dream. And so we have to recognize that if God planted the seed, then it is worth doing what it takes to help that seed to grow. Actually, yeah. And, you know, and then we have to realize how life is so short. And, you know, sickness can come about. Diseases can come about. Um, You know, all of those things. And we have other people's life um, before us because, you know, just in the last two days, two people that I know passed away. And, I mean, one person is my age and the other person is much younger. So it kind of puts in perspective, you know, we don't know the um, the time, nor the hour, nor the day. And if we want to be able to get in a position, whatever it is, that we have to start, you have to work at it every single day. Because I know those two people had dreams. They had things that they wanted to do before they were no longer here. But guess what? It's too late. There's nothing now that they can do that they didn't do before they passed. And we got to think about that. You know, we got to, you know, God gives us 24 hours a day. How are we going to spend that day? Are we going to be productive or are we just going to let the day just go by? And I'm not saying that you don't have some relaxation days, but being productive is a much better feeling at the end of the day than a day of putting off and putting off and putting off. And when you start to put off, it gets a little bit easier every time. And before you know it, six months has gone by, a year has gone by, and you have not accomplished whatever that is that you wanted to accomplish. So you got to plant, you got to do something to tell yourself, how important it is to get it done now. Do it with urgency. You know, I saw a video today, and the video says that we have, if someone was willing to give you 86,400 seconds, excuse me, 86,400 
$400, how early in the morning would you be willing to wake up to obtain that money? And then he changed it and said that we all have 886,400 seconds to do what is necessary to move our lives forward to a place that we truly want it to be, to a place where we want our family to experience. But are we willing to wake up and get started every day on getting the things that we suggest that we want to be a part of our lives? So, D, you know, we cannot complain when the others are making the sacrifices they need to make to make their time work for them. And we are not utilizing the same amount of time that we're given to do the same thing. And uh, we need to use some of that time to encourage some people who've lost their way. But that 24 hours or those, that eight, 84, uh, 86, 86,000 seconds, 400 86,400 seconds is ours to use to make life better as well. Well, good afternoon, and uh, I apologize. I came in late, so I really don't know uh, the, the the gist of the subject matter. Um, if you can inform me a little bit more, uh, I will be able to give a more proper opinion upon well, it. Well, what, what I initially wanted to talk about is why are our dreams not being obtained when we're given the same amount of time that others are given and we need to commit ourselves to that which we want to be a part of our living experience that which we want to be a part of our family's living experience we're responsible for obtaining our dreams through using the time God has given us to make those things manifest. So we have to get to the point, and I was sharing with Cheryl, that one of my biggest problems is procrastination. Uh, She made mention of it. So we have to learn how to get beyond that which makes us unsuccessful and find a solution to reaching that which God has planted in our heads. Okay, James, thank you. Um, <clears throat> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, well, uh, in my own life experience, um, I was a huge procrastinator. Then uh, uh, one day, um, I guess you have to call it the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit came to me and re- uh, helped me to realize that procrastination is nothing less than being a disease. Uh, procrastination is a, is a disease. It's a self-imposed uh, disorder that we do nothing to try to cor- uh, cor- to, to try to correct. Uh, most self-imposed issues can be corrected. Uh, we were talking about uh, the other day. We were talking about one that's born into the lifestyle of of, uh, alcoholism. Well, that is true 
uh, one is born into that, especially if a, a person is alcoholic and that disposition uh, may be presented in their genes. Uh, but the person that's born in that in that lifestyle has the responsibility to try to correct that. The same as same with uh, procrastination. Uh, another reason I have viewed that our community, our own black community, uh, don't succeed in things that they put out to do is because they are they give the word failure too much credit. Um, if they fail at it one time, if they fail at it two times, if they fail at it three times, then it's a wrap. They don't understand that failure is a is a is a is part of the process. Uh, we're gonna fail at something as long as we are breathing on this earth. Uh, we know we may uh, we may attain what we're looking for in some areas, and then in other areas we'll we'll fall short. But um, I've come to learn that God has given us the gift of re uh, resetting or reinventing our situation. And a lot of people don't know how to get to that that point in life. Um, we have the the ability through the grace of God to reinvent ourselves. And in that, um, if a person were ever to come to that realization and that understanding, then there is nothing that they cannot do. You know, I am a, you know, you all know my story. I am a prime example of that. So, uh, you know, in our own community, our own community has uh, a lot of flaws that we have to address. One of which is uh, is the jealousy factor. Um, you know, our closest people to us don't want us, don't want, don't know how to encourage us to do anything. Because if they were to encourage us, then you may take off like a rocket. But that means that they feel that they're going to be left behind. So they don't see it necessary to encourage you about your dreams. The other thing about your dreams. Those are your dreams. You, uh, it's not uh, wise to expect other people to have the same admiration and the same zest and zeal that you have for your dreams. Therefore, don't look for much in, in encouragement from others about your dreams. You do what you're supposed to do, knowing that faith is an action word. And see, that's another thing that our community don't understand. They don't understand that faith is an action word. It's not that like I got faith and God got my back and that's it. No, you won't get nothing done. So um, in 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 the new era of going forward, after the slap in the face by Donald Trump, hopefully it was that that woke us up to know that there's a lot of things that we need to do to help each other. Um, so uh, that will be my answer, that uh, we are misinformed into how to get things really done. Thank you. Andre, uh, as I come to you and, and say to you that we have to learn to be examples for others so that they can mimic what it is that we do in order to find the success that they're looking for, we can't uh, – be the blessing that we need to be to others if they see us struggling in the same fashion as everybody else. 
we have to maintain some kind of level of success that is visible to those around us so that when we talk about committing ourselves to reading, committing ourselves to educating ourselves, committing committing ourselves to the things that will make us better uh, as in terms of employees, uh, that they can see the results of us doing the things we are sharing with them that they may need to do. Well, terrific Tuesday to everyone. And James, you're you're exactly right. Um, actions speak so much louder than words. And when people are looking for um, someone to model or someone to uh, have them to be inspired by, you're right. You have to be achieving. You have to be better um, or greater in some instance of what it is that they're currently doing because that's what a vision is. That's what you're striving for, something uh, more than where you are or what you're doing because you know that you're capable of doing it. And you're right. We're blessed only because of the fact that we can bless others. And in order to attract people, you know, right or wrong, you have to be in a position that they view you as Uh, confident and doing well enough such that they can glean some words of wisdom from you. So, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, a lot of churches you go to, you know, most people talk about some of the pastors are a little uh, too far extravagant, but the congregation wants their pastor to be doing well. And it's because of that point in in what you're saying, you know, the Lord wants us to be prosperous. But uh, we don't have to be so selfish with it uh, that we can't help others. But you're exactly right. If indeed we are going to attract others and help them to achieve the things that they want to achieve, we have to make sure that we have stayed focused enough to accomplish something so that we are able to reach back. Uh, Reverend Smith, I had an argument, a disagreement with one of my my friends, and he is he's a friend because he really assists me with um, getting out of my comfort zone and getting out of this house and going to the gym. And I certainly need to to make that a daily thing that I do in order to get my joints uh, feeling better. But when we got into the gym and we got into an argument, he said to me that I cannot be the spokesman for how to to make life more prosperous because I've never known poverty. And what I, you know, I can't help who I was born to. Uh, I was born to uh, successful parents. Uh, My mom had a degree and she taught school. My father was a uh, construction owner and, uh, I've never known, he's right, I've never known any real poverty. Uh, but why should that not, why should that be a reason not to listen to me if you're struggling? If you're struggling and I can share with you the things that my parents shared with me uh, to make me stay focused and prepare myself for the long journey related to uh, success, why can't I be heard? Good evening to everyone. Uh, God bless you all. Uh, you can be heard, James. Um, 
want to know what your friend is thinking about, but just because you have not been living in poverty, you know, when we talk about, we as blacks talk about poverty, we're talking about not having, per se, an outside uh, toilet. Uh, we talk about being able to look at the sunrise in the morning and the moon to set at night. We talk about not being able to purchase grocery or other uh, uh, condiments or things that we really need during the course of our daily lives. But poverty comes in so many different uh, forms. And poverty is not always materialistic things. Poverty of the mind. So you have a lot of lot that you can uh, give to young people. All of us, no matter where we came from, we have a lot that we can impart to them. But but also make sure that you tell them, even if your parents were successful, but they weren't always successful. They came from somebody down that line of your generational uh, genealogy that went through holy hell. And if that's the case, then you you should know a lot of this stuff, and you can impart a lot of these things. Say, hey, this is nothing that I've done on my own. It came from my parents struggling and my parents' parents struggling, and now I'm here. I've made a little bit, but I'm still struggling because I don't care what we say. Even now, we are still struggling. So we we, we, we don't need to be telling kids that we've made it because we haven't made it. We haven't made it when we see what we're looking at on television today when we see what we've been living all of our lives, per se. So to be a role model, that role model must be humble, humble and submissive to the will of God, to the understanding. And I, 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 I have a, a thought in reference to what uh, I think it was uh, Joyce was saying uh, just a few seconds ago. Uh, most people, in some churches, people do want their pastors to be prosperous. But if those pastors are any kind of pastors, they want to enjoy the success of what God has given to them, but they also must be willing to impart with some of that success to others below them and in the pews that they are are, are, are preaching to every day, you know. So we we can't just sit up and be takers. We must be givers because God loves a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver. I know since uh, since there was there's been so many um, graduations this last week or, or this last couple of weeks, and there's still some now. But I, every time I meet a young person, and I, I did it in the store today, I did it in Winn-Dixie today, I went up to a couple of young ladies, because they had told me a couple of weeks ago that they were graduating. I went and bought two $50 gift cards. That's how you let people know that, hey, 
you are appreciated. And at the same time that I gave them to them, I, I told them, look, this is your opportunity of a lifetime. You can see what's going on around you. Procrastinate all you want to. If you do, you wind up right back here in Winn-Dixie being a clerk on the restaurant. But if you don't, if you take procrastination and kick it out of the window, sometimes it's going to get hard. Sometimes we are going to fall down. But procrastination should not be a part of your life. Now, when you get old as I am, procrastination can be a part of your life because I procrastinate a lot now. But I do it only on a basis where I can rest. Now I'm getting ready to go back into the studio and record an album. So I'm picking up my pace again because I know I can't last that long out there like that. So we've got to let those children know that while you are young, that's why Jesus said, make sure you take care of yourself and everything while it is still light because when the night comes, that's when you die. You know, when you when when death reaches you, you can't do anything. You're done. We have to make sure that our children know. Don't walk up to no child, tell them how prosperous you are. Let them know how much you still struggling. Even though I have a little bit, I'm still struggling to give more and do more. And that's what Joyce said, always say, you can always do more. And I, that's what I'm trying to do now, do more. And procrastination, that's like uh, Dee was saying, that's an individual thing. You can pull yourself up by your bootstrap. Get up off your behind and go do what you're supposed to do. I'm 76. When I was your age, James, I didn't. There wasn't no procrastination even in my in my vocabulary. I was running back and forth and to and fro and doing everything, trying to get everything together, working two jobs and had one business. So that's what we have to let our young people know. Okay. All right. And gee, uh, we have to be prepared to recognize that we have to be a light for other people to see so that we can uh, inspire people to greatness. Uh, it's not just about us. we got to recognize that that I don't have enough. I need to be uh, bright enough and committed enough to make uh, a light that other people can see and follow me. And that's what sure. I, I, I think I try to do. I think I, I want to, to establish myself in a way that people can recognize that they don't have to settle for the short end of the stick, that we can continue to work so that we have the completion of our dreams in a way that uh, allows other people to see that they can do the same thing. That's right. That's right. Well, James, you know, uh, I think you're doing that. You are doing that. Um, you know, if you feel that that you that you are falling short, uh, that you have fallen short, uh, that's okay. 
you know, you acknowledge the areas that you fall short in, and I, I, I can almost guarantee that that you uh, are doing things on a daily basis to correct that uh, that that downfall or that pitfall. Uh, we all, you know, when we when we wake up every morning, uh, that's the that's the grace and blessing of God. Uh, he's given us a new day to to start a new. And so, as long as we have breath in our lungs, um, that journey will always be something that we aspire to and 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 want to complete. Uh, as it comes to um, the fact that you, you know, I want to say that you you are doing something for our community. Uh, you, you, Reverend Smith and Miss Regina uh, of, of the short group um, that we have on this phone on a daily basis, uh, you are the ones that go out into the radio airways and try to inspire and 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 try to give uh, persons uh, a better uh, awareness of what it is and where it is that we should be going. So, I want to commend you on that. Uh, you know, you, when when you're not here, you're you're uh, greatly missed. So, um, you know, just keep pushing forward. Uh, I love the saying, uh, just going forward. That's why we always say uh, going forward, this, that, and the other. And that is always our desire, just to go forward. Uh, you know, when, when you drive, when you're driving your car, uh, the windshield is, is, a, is a lot bigger than, than the rear view mirror. Uh, the windshield and, and your, your peripheral in front of you is where, is where it really is. Uh, those are the things that you that you're going to. Those are the things in your future. The rear view mirrors are the things behind you. And you know, yes, we like to keep that door open and see where we come from, but we use that to push forward to better where we are. And uh, so, uh, I just want to thank you for, for what you do on a daily basis. And uh, thank you for letting me say that. Yeah, it is amazing uh, to me, Andre, that we don't necessarily recognize or understand how much we allow to escape us when it terms when we talk about our potential. Uh, you know, I've heard that, you know, most of us don't even read uh, a book a year, uh, but if we were to concentrate on completing a book a month, we would challenge ourselves to the point where we've got a different level of understanding. And so many of our young people don't understand that, that somehow or another they don't recognize they could be the next Malcolm X if they were willing to commit themselves uh, to educating themselves to a level unlike any other. Uh, it is possible for us to uh, get beyond our present level of understanding if we're willing to commit to educating ourselves through reading and other mechanisms that are available to us. Are you there, Andre? What are your thoughts I'm about sorry, that, I stepped, away, I, I stepped away for a moment. Go to someone else, James. I apologize. Uh, okay. What are your thoughts about that, Reverend Strip, where we just don't commit ourselves to the same level? Here you had a man who was prostituting women and robbing and stealing, but got in jail and decided he wanted to educate himself 
and then he got himself beyond the, the common thinking of the everyday man. I I, I think that that's a step that we all should be thriving to make sure that the judicial system is trying to push everybody toward. The biggest problem with the judicial system right now, no matter what is going on in a person's life, we give up on them when we throw them in jail. They have they, well, There used to be opportunities for them to go to school and do all these different things. And, and sometimes if you're sitting up in jail, it should be mandatory. But because of all these lawyers and these laws, it, I think that man, being mandatory of going to making them do this or making – you can't hardly make a prisoner do anything anymore. So I don't know, but I just think that I was watching a show the other night, and there was this gentleman, maybe it's the same guy you're talking about. And this guy went and spent several years, and, and he came out, and he was actually able to take the law exam, bar exam, and he's now a lawyer. You know, so why can't a lot of these other individuals who come out do the same thing? Why can't they do the same thing? Because it, it's it's there for all. So is that a portion or part of procrastinating to the point that you feel like your life is um, caught up short with the worldly foolishness? Do you cannot succeed? I don't think anyone should ever give up on anything. And I do agree with D what he said about you, but none of us should ever give up on anything. You know, regardless of how many times situations pop up, you got to go do what you got to do and you got to take care of your own business because nobody else is going to take care of you if you don't take care of yourself. You don't have mother and father to fall back on like you used to. So you got to do, do it yourself. So when if, if you got to stay out four days, you stay out four days. So that's what the people in jail and prisons need to understand and the world need to understand is that this nobody out there, and, and Dee said it so so beautifully, that everybody is so jealous-hearted and, and so caught up within themselves anymore. We don't want to help each other at all. We don't want to step up and say, although I have been blessed, I must. It's a must, according to God, that I be a blessing to others. That's a must. God said, take care of your widows and your poor people. And he said to us, no matter what people want to say about about this uh, uh, prosperity, pastoring, and preaching, let me tell you something. God said the poor will be with you always. Always. So if that's it, God, if all of us can't be rich, God's not going to allow it. So if, if we need to help take care of the widows and the poor. And poor don't necessarily mean out digging for garbage. Poor could be someone that's just below the poverty line who's scuffling like a dog, but they're really trying to scuffle. That's when I try to step in when I see someone who actually trying to make it and asking for help, reaching out, calling for help. And so that's, and when it comes to prisons, it's the same thing. A, a young man that was in my church, I just found out today when I was up at the store that 
He got out of prison two months ago. He got two jobs now. You know, and I'm saying to myself, what a blessing. What a blessing. And the young man I was talking to was his brother who'd been staying in jail ever since I was 10 years I was at this church. And this boy was in jail. I must have been eight of those 10 years. And I sit, stood there and talked with him for a while. And talk, man, what? He said, never again, Pastor. I'm done. I'm done. I said, you know I'm always here to talk to you. I'm always here for you. You know, so we've got to make ourselves available, too. That's one of the things. We that have some knowledge of life, these young people don't really have, and we don't. We cut ourselves off from the rest of the world when we get $3. We get $3, and then we just, oh, we all that in a bag of chips. And, and we need to stop that. We need to stop that because every last one of us, I'll say it again, is only one check from poverty. Because that white man, you know how he is, especially what's going on now. Tomorrow, the day you got a job, tomorrow you might not even have a job or a car, anything else. So you might as well prepare for that. So that's what I got to say, James. That's all. You know, let me share with you uh, the day I was um, on the Internet and I was just going by looking at things and and uh, determining what it is I wanted to talk about today. And I saw a man who was bedridden, and uh, the dude who was telling the story was saying to those who were listening, this man does not want you to feel sorry for him. Uh, he learned how to use one of his fingers. Now, he was bedridden, but he was he learned how to to use the computer or a laptop or a um, iPhone, and he wrote two mm-hmm. books, and he was working on a third, and he wanted to get his what was in his head out to the world, uh, despite the fact that he was bedridden. And so a My lot God. of times it seems like those who have the least are always searching to say something and do something that has meaning for others. And those of us who have all our limbs and capabilities are sit back and and somehow complaining about what we don't have and if we did have it, uh, how great we'd be. Amen. I remember growing up when I was over six foot and um, I, I was playing basketball and uh, you would be inundated by people who would say, man, if I had your height, I'd do this. If I had this, I'd do that. And the other last night, I looked at Steve Kerr, who uh, who don't have no, no uh, you know, all the height in the world, who's out there dominating today's uh, pro existence. And so a lot of times, yeah. you know, we need to stop looking at what we don't have and learn to utilize what we do have to its greatest uh, degree. So, D, you know, sure. we, 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 we're focusing on the wrong thing. And certainly when we see people who are doing things that are uh, out of this world but don't have a lot of what we already have, we need to be inspired by those people. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's always good to say, uh, and to, and to have this in our uh, 
vocabulary, if you will, that people be worried about the wrong thing all the time. Um, we, um, you know, to me, uh, the the mo- modern day clergy uh, consistently drop the ball uh, in not trying to find efforts to pull our collective thinking together. Uh, you know, you know, it's 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 not about uh, people or white people. It's it's about all people. You know, uh, we are going to have Amen. to find a way to. Uh, to collectively get our heads back in the game. Uh, I'm on Facebook right now, uh, kind of going back and forth with some <laughs> with some Trump people, and uh, you know just to see how they are so easily swayed, and um, mm. and and they, they're just going all down the the wrong tunnel. But you know, I'm, um, my intent is to try to uh, to lay some positive seeds and 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 try to get them thinking as opposed to just listening to uh, to all mm-hmm. the negative rhetoric that's been given them because from from what I'm seeing uh over the past year uh they buying into this thing hook line and sinker and uh, every bit of it and it's you know it's 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 not disturbing no more it's it's actually sad now and uh, it is. how you know, like like the like the poker the poker player. You know, when he push all in, when he push all in, it's it's uh it's 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 hit hit or miss, and they're really missing. Um, you know, and listening to everything they say, um, God, uh, the understanding of God, uh, is really really in the conversation. They are sure. actually buying in, buying in everything that, that that's been told them by uh, conservative radio, conservative media. Um, they they actually don't trust the government. They don't trust the CIA. They don't trust nobody but whom, whomever they are told to trust. So, uh, so you know, uh, collectively, collectively, yes, um, we got a lot of work to do on our side of the fence. And but we can't do it. We can't expect to be happy without trying to extend the hand out and try to uh, at least try to. Uh, make a pitch to them also You know we can't save everybody But it sure would be nice to uh, Try to get some acknowledgement that we're trying to do The best we can Thank you And allow them to understand Audre that success Is not guaranteed uh, To a specific Race Or to a specific gender uh, That those excuses Are just that Um you have to be willing to make sacrifices in order to have that which is in your heart to have. If you know, it, it is. I thank God that my parents showed me how to get up every morning and go to work. How not to complain about what I don't have, but create a a a opportunity to get what it is that I want. And so. That has survived them. You know, what they gave me survived them, and now I am in a point in time where I can still rely on the desires of my heart if I'm willing to get up every morning and go get it. Well, you said something very important, and you said that they showed you. It's not that they told you that you should get up and go, but they showed you. 
So by showing that within itself, again, it goes back to action speaking louder than word, but that was part of the foundation. When I talk about legacy, that's a component of the legacy in which your parents have left you because they put in not only work ethics, you know, at the time you were having to go to school. So that was your job. So your job was not to be faking like you're sick when you're not because, you know what, you saw. You said they showed you. So you saw them going off to work. And you're exactly right. Um, You know, how many times have you heard that you don't really want to give a person something because, in essence, they don't necessarily have any value or they if they haven't bought into it. If, if they don't have to struggle for it, they won't appreciate it as much. That's why no matter, you know, what the circumstances are, um, Joyce mentioned a couple of uh, shows back that you have to have a person to buy into it. It may not necessarily be a large amount, but they have to say that they have some skin in the game, if you would. And, again, um, if things are given to you, I don't necessarily think that you appreciate them as much as working hard for them. I tell you, everything that uh, we have as a family, um, it may not be the grandest, it may not be the biggest, it may not be the baddest, but we can say that we work honestly for it. And, um, you know, we sacrifice to get it, and for that we're thankful. And to that, we appreciate it more. Yeah, and, you you know, it's little things that you remember that your parents uh, will will say to you that you never forget. And uh, those are the things that inspire you to move forward. Uh, you know, I remember my mom telling me, uh, you know, you know you can't come back home if you don't get your degree. And I just, I believe every word she said to me, you know, and so, uh, I remember coming, getting my degree and coming back home and started teaching. And a lot of times I had two jobs. Uh, but one day I decided I didn't want to go to work, and she was getting ready to go to work. And she peeped into my room, and she said, what's going on? And I said, uh, I'm taking the day off. Uh, she said, you know, it hurt my heart. I, I um, It's hard for me to leave home and have a man still laying in bed in my house. I, it just bothers me. And, you know, so, I mean, it was just, you know, it was an understanding that, you know, men, as a man, you're supposed to get up and go get it. And I don't appreciate you lying in bed because you don't decide to take a day off. Ain't no days off. You know what I'm saying? So that was the kind of character uh, she put in me uh, was that, you know, every day is a day and an opportunity for you to get something done. And taking days off is just not acceptable. Uh, uh, Joyce, you know, you got to recognize that these days are few, and you got to make as much out of each one of them as you can. Exactly. Good afternoon, everybody. And my famous quote, from what I can remember, what my dad used to tell me is that you show them what you're made of. You know, you go out, you do what you got to do, you get it done, you show them what you're made of. And I just remember that, and I, 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 I encourage my sisters, my nephews, cousins, when they challenge to do something, you go out, you give it all you got, and show them what you made of, what you made of. And when your parents showed you, that's teaching. You know, showing a person is teaching. Showing by example, and that's what your parents did. They showed you how to get up every day, go earn that living. You know, it ain't no earning no money laying in bed. They showed you how to go about getting it done. 
So by showing you, that's teaching you at the same time. So um, that's my take on it. Yeah, it, it is a – and as you go back, you know, and all of us talk about going back and you – I was just um, lucky to be a part of, you know, not only my parents but my grandparents uh, just were committed to making things happen, you know, uh, to making life better for their kids and giving their kids an opportunity. Now, as my daughter is in her 40s, I have to recognize that there are people outside of my main family that need to see the light that was given to me and that we cannot allow ourselves, like Reverend Scripture talked about, to be fat-catting it as though we don't made it and we don't need to to, to bring somebody behind us. Uh, so, D, we, we are committed to, like you have made your commitment to your children to be self-schooling them uh, because you got you got to think of what is the best you need to do for them in the environment that we find ourselves in. Well, James, you know, you're right. You, you speak of the uh, environment that we find ourselves in. Uh, this is a huge awakening uh, for me. Uh, and I think it should be a huge awakening for all of us, um, especially uh, when you look at, back at ourselves uh, in the past 30 years. Uh, we can see how we kind of let things just slide by. Uh, but there's now there's an urgent calling. It really is. It's an urgent calling that uh, we uh, set aside our differences, even with our young people. We got to we got to be the one to set aside our differences. That's one of the fundamental things that we got to show them how to set aside their differences and learn to um, bring about the new uh, blackness, if you will. Um, I'm 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 actually going to step out this year. I've already started um, and make and make these inspirational T-shirts, and one of them is going to be uh, "Black is making a great comeback." And, oh uh, wow, that's and so, awesome! <laughs> yeah. And so, and and so, and that's where we got to go. Um, you know, that's one thing that we have to show them. You know, they, unfortunately, um, like I, when we said before, we let them raise themselves, and they raise themselves in the in the world of thug life. Um, you know, you can look at pictures that they take on Facebook. Or I know I'm at a, um, a few years ago, I was a wedding photographer, and for a wedding supposed to be the the most happiest day in a person's life. You can see people in the wedding party not not willing to smile because they think smiling makes them look gay. Can you imagine yeah. anything? So, um, so we have a lot of work to do in changing their mindset about the most minute things, and and so um, in that, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, on a, on a daily basis, and but uh, but I'm up for the challenge. Uh, I feel inspired that God has um, trusted us to be the ones to help ourselves to pull ourselves up again by our bootstraps, and because now because now um, the other side uh, are being exposed tremendously, especially their religion. Uh, I, I, I I I I'm not one to live that down so easily, because I had was given the respect that we all serve the same God in the same in the same way. But it's been evident now that we are even separated mm. 
So we uh so we had to take our initiative and, and, and help our own kids to grow up and to aspire to be something great. Thank you. And Andre, we have to come to an understanding that every adult person who crosses our path should benefit from our presence. Uh that we cannot uh remain silent when we hold the key to something that might change their lives. Uh, we got to be ready and to make ourselves a part of the system. Uh, I am going to get to the point uh, where I learned when my plane about, well, uh, the city council uh, always having these meetings when I'm not available. Well, from now on, I'm going to start in June. <laughs> Excuse me finding the schedule because I, I can be on their schedule now. Uh, so, the, you know, we, we need to utilize our tools uh, to bring about a different day and time uh, for those who surround us and cross our path using the information we have at hand. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, and it takes both of us. It takes the, the youth of, with energy and excitement and it takes the elderly with wisdom and patience, and you put those together, you know, what a great combination. And you're exactly right. You know, we have to make sure that we are um, don't fall into the trap, though, of trying to support and do everything. That's not what we're created to do, and we're unable to do it, first of all. But once we do identify a path that is very important to us, then, like you said, we make sure that we put things in place so that we can be an active participant, we be engaged, and um, assist others in being engaged as applicable. But I'm glad to hear, James, that you're going to be more involved in your community. Um, you know, know that June 1st is Friday, and we all heard you say that commitment, and we're here to help you. So we're going to start, we'll check on you sometime and see how often you actually attend it. Um, but on the serious side, you are very involved with po politics and what's impacting our community. So what better way to let your voice be heard? Well, we need to make sure uh, that just running and willing, winning is not the only uh, responsibility we have. We need to be watching, too, because when people are being watched, then they have uh, a larger consideration to what it is that they do. Uh, so, Reverend Smith, you know, we may not be the ones that get elected, but we may be the ones that need to be watching them that are elected to keep them on the right track. That is a true statement. We, we give up so quickly by not being a part of and just going out there and allowing them to call themselves fulfilling what they actually said that they were going to do. And we know that most of them are not doing anything. So we must hold their foot to the fire, as they want to say. We, we've got to hold them accountable for everything that they quote-unquote says and, and whatever they do. So that's why when just because a person got elected, uh, most of the time we know that the wrong person seemingly always get elected. The one person that have compassion, because a lot of times when I look at these uh, cycles of uh, 
of, of, of elections, I said, God must be trying to tell us something. I really do. I always look at things in that term anyway, mostly, but I just say God must because we know that that person is going to be terrible. We know that person is not going to be for the people as in unity. So we got to keep our eyes, and we've got to talk to others about making sure they, they keep them eye, their eyes peeled and watch and watch and see what's going on. Because sometimes you can't be in this every place at one time. But if if all of us got an opportunity to look at what people are doing and see what they're doing and put ourselves together or come together as individuals and look at what's happening, we could we could solve a lot of the problems that are going on now. So we must. That's all I got to say. And, Joyce, we have to recognize that we – the picture is bigger than what it is. What we want to do on a personal level, we have to go beyond our personal desires and make things work uh, for the community as a whole. That's true. Uh, we need to be able to to step out and join forces and get involved. Those are, are key things that we need to do. Uh, sometimes it, it, it's hard to try to fight a battle by yourself. You know, it falls a lot of times on uh, deaf ears. But when you get mm-hmm. others to buy into it and challenge challenge the system, uh, that's when things can get moving and things make change. So that's the reason why we have to keep aware of what is going on on a local level, on a national level. Because it begins on 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 a, on a local level. Because I tell you what, if you can clean up a lot of stuff on a local level, even from what is being said on a national level, you make it known mm-hmm. to your senators and your your representatives that you don't appreciate what your president said about this or that, this and this, and they expect for you to act on it, act on it on our behalf. As as uh, as uh, as a citizen here in the state of Arizona or whatever your state, so that's why we have to challenge people and hold them to the fire, hold them accountable on a local level. Even mm-hmm. if what's going on, let them know that I'm watching, and I don't intend for you to take that same approach that this guy is doing when you know he's going to the left, and you know that it's not who you are, it's not who we are as uh, a citizens of our state. So that's what we need to do, and we need to be able to step up and challenge it and stop being quiet because deaf ears don't follow nothing, don't get things done. But I tell you what, a squeaky tire, you will get off. Amen. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back and uh, finish out the show.
Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and further than a few blocks. Call in at 657-383-0309 and let your voice have clarity on this show. We're ready for you to call in seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Audrey, what is your final thoughts for this evening? It is so important for us to make sure that we focus on the things that's important to us and live our life in a manner in which others want to uh, gain some of the wisdom and experiences that we have had. And uh, again, as I often say, it is so important that we leave a legacy for our children and our children's children. Amen. Uh, Joyce, your final thought for this evening? Well, I just wanted to um, just reiterate what Audrey had just indicated. And plus, now's the time. Now's the time to speak up and show our young people, show our young people that we know how to do the right thing. When they see us standing up for what is right and challenging things that should not be, be done, that is not right, then we're teaching them. Sometimes we show by teaching. Thank you. Again, I just want to encourage all of you to to be a part of the show. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 and be a part of the movement. Let's make things happen. I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, 657-383-0309. Let's talk. Father, help your children and don't let them the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place in their hearts Jesus is love And I know He loves forever in my heart. We've got to walk on, walk on through. Temptation, for he love and his wisdom will be our open hand. I know the truth and his word will be our salvation.
about 